Greetings, fellow human being. Welcome to the New Perceptions podcast. Today's podcast is a solo podcast. It's just me. And I had a really great time making this podcast. It really, just creating it was really nourishing for me. So I really hope that you enjoy listening to it. And I just want to, before we get stuck into the podcast, just want to let you know that I have a website, benjam.uk. It is linked in the show notes. On that website, you can find photo prints, art prints, and there's going to be merch in the future. I've been doing these cool mandala designs that I want to put on a t-shirt. So go and check those out. Also, on the website, you can find a little box at the bottom where you can pop your email address in there. And that will automatically sign you up for my newsletter, my email newsletter. And I will very rarely send you something that I truly believe you will be interested in. Like podcast links to other people's podcasts that I'm a guest on, which has been happening recently. Amazing fun. I've been having a lot of fun doing that. And maybe some other YouTube videos and things I've been creating. I also have a YouTube channel. Go and check it out. Someone called me an OG YouTuber the other day, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I think it's because I've been on there for many, many years. And I've made over 1,200 videos. I think it's nearer 1,300 videos now I've got on YouTube. So you might find something you like there. Also, as always, check out my Instagram. That's where I'm most active online. My Instagram handle is at Benjam. But yeah, enjoy the podcast. What's up, beautiful human beings? Welcome to another podcast. Much like the previous podcast, this one is a little bit impromptu where I'm just kind of grabbing the microphone, sitting down and speaking what's on my mind right now. And I'm feeling really inspired and I'm feeling very calm. I'm feeling like I want to transmit some of that through this podcast to you in case you need it. The catalyst for this podcast recording has come from a message I received in my direct messages from a guy called Jacob. And he's replying to one of my stories that I just posted. It's a picture of a mountain ocean scene. And I simply put a little piece of writing there saying, when I have a calm nervous system, I can be fully present. And he's responded to this saying, You have literally become my source of calm and perspective. So often I find myself stressing over the little things and not appreciating what I have right in front of me and how blessed I truly am in this life. And so often I would find myself struggling to find inner peace during moments of anxiety or stress. But through watching your content and consuming the messages you put out into the world, I'm slowly finding myself and the strength I never knew was there to look deeper into all things. I am blessed to be in the life I live and I owe you a lot of, I owe a lot of that perspective to you. Of course, this message got me right in the feels. I was like, fuck, thank you, Jacob, for um, just giving me that feedback. And a couple of things come up for me recently because I've been sort of I've mentioned maybe a few times, you've heard me mention um, external validation. 
and how I was um, addicted to external validation. Like I didn't, I couldn't validate myself and my own self-worth and my own value. And so I'd seek external validation from my audience, from other people to sort of build an understanding of my own self external to me. So I'm like, I've recognized that I was doing that and then I've kind of pushed that away. But I've also been understanding recently that it's super normal for us to need external validation from other people, from our community, from our friends. And this is a community member on my Instagram, Jacob, who's clearly been following me along on my journey. And he's reflecting back at me how I make him feel with the messages that I put out there. And I'm receiving this external validation and this external feedback now what I choose to do with it is completely up to me um first feeling is like super grateful that Jacob has taken the time to actually send me a message and this is not me like reaching out to everybody and be like message me message me I need you to message me I was feeling amazing before Jacob messaged me and I feel even more amazing now and it's not like it's turned my whole day around although that's fine too I'm saying it's not super bad that we seek external validation. We are, after all, only knowing ourselves through relationship to each other. If, we were, if you were the only person on this planet, you wouldn't know yourself because you wouldn't have anybody else to reflect off of or know yourself through. That's why we people say, oh, we everyone is your teacher and we are mirrors for each other the whole time. And there's like a lot of these sort of esoteric or spiritual healing type teachings and like sayings like that. They they mean something cognitively, like I can understand them with my mind. But then certain things happen where I'm like, oh, I I, I take it from an un- understanding it in my mind to like an inner standing. I, I understand it much more in my body, what they mean by that. Um, And so I think this is true for my experience right now as I allow myself to be validated by um, external sources and say that's okay, it's okay. We need community in our lives to understand ourselves. and to get a good idea of whether we're expressing ourselves in a way that is um, useful to our communities, you know. Of course, the problem comes when we're sort of slightly out of balance and um, maybe we are in some kind of codependent situation like I was with my YouTube audience before I realised it, where I, I needed them to tell me who I was and how I was being a good person And as soon as someone gave me some bad feedback about something and misunderstood me in some way, it would make me question whether I was a good person or not. And then it would trigger me and get me angry. And then I was, I'm like, how, it's as if it's something I've done wrong. Um, And so I'd be questioning and doubting myself. Now that was, that's, that's okay. We need to obviously like check in with ourselves. Am I expressing myself as love? Am I expressing myself because I need love? Like, I want, am I expressing myself because I'm trying to get attention? Or what's what's the intention behind what I'm putting out there or how I'm showing up in the world? 
we have to check in with ourselves. But until we discover like who we actually are and go on a bit of an internal journey and discover the, the authentic aspect of us, um, we can be in this strange relationship with outside forces and outside opinions um, and either need them or be really scared of the negative ones. And all of these things can sort of rock us and um, rock the boat a little bit emotionally. They kind of can have a, a bit of an emotional impact on us. If someone walked, I, I occasionally bump into viewers um, and people who've seen my content around Cape Town. And most of the time people come up to me and be like, thank you so much for this, this and this really helped me or how are you doing? I haven't watched your videos in years, but your videos used to inspire me and I actually picked up a camera and now I'm a photographer. And so all of these different interactions that people have had with me via my digital content, it's very rare that someone who has um, something negative to say about me or an, a negative opinion that they want to share with me about me, it's very rare that those people will come up to you on the street and say, hey, you're Ben Brown. Um, I don't fucking like what you've done here, here and here and blah, 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 and then have a go at me. It's quite rare, although it has happened on occasion. Interestingly, at music festivals, actually a couple of Psytrance parties where younger dudes who, I don't know, have had a few drinks, have decided that this is my opportunity to tell this person, like give them a piece of my mind. Now, if we don't have a strong sense of self, um, we can become dependent on the good feedback from people. And if we then get negative feedback from people, we can, in that moment, our body can react as if, oh my God, what if I'm wrong about myself? What if I'm actually a bad person? What if this person's right and I'm actually an asshole? And then question everything. If we're not firmly rooted in us with a sense of who we are, and the, um, what I'm really finding, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but what I'm really discovering at the moment is the power of being calm. The freedom of being calm, of having a calm nervous system that isn't, and then also a strong sense of self with that grounded in my body, knowing who I am. And as one of my favorite human beings, Dr. Brett Jones, says, know who the fuck you are. There's like a fucking strength there. There's like boundaries. This is who I am. And that is like a, an energy um, that can't be so easily shook and disrupted. And But in that, in that sort of deep rootedness, in our human experience there's this beautiful calm and we all know that the opposite of calm is like anxious um ungrounded like when your mind is running away with itself and you're thinking about the future which is and then you're creating stories about how things might go and unless you're creating those stories in a positive light it's usually going to maybe induce some anxiety, some feelings of fear about, I don't know what, but if you're sort of dwelling in the past in your mind and your thoughts are like uh, thinking about things in the past, again, if, if you're thinking about bad things that have happened that you can no longer do anything about, either way, you're being pulled out of this present moment 
And in the present moment is where we can be super calm. Interestingly, that's in the present moment is actually all we have. So to be here now, right here, and to be calm right here, right now, for me, that's what freedom is. To have agency over our nervous system because ultimately our nervous system responds to how we perceive what is going on around us. It's like with Nelson Mandela in the prison on Robin Island, just not so far from here, for 25 plus years, I think. He, in his book, he tells stories about how he was making friends with the guards and he was just um, amicable. He wasn't angry And the whole time he maintained his sense of freedom through um, understanding that he always has a choice over how he perceives what is happening to him. So he had no choice. He got thrown into prison. Now, the kind of, I suppose, the, the main punishment of being locked in a cell for 20 years is that you might well lose your mind and feel like life isn't worth living anymore except you have to keep on living. So it's a literal, it's hell, it's a nightmare. But Nelson Mandela managed to maintain, have such a strong mind that it doesn't matter what's going on externally to him. He can choose the perspective and sort of the lens that he's seeing things through. Um, and maintain a calm nervous system throughout that whole experience and then come out without trying to seek revenge, without trying to victimize himself and blame anybody else. He's coming out calm, no anger, and just that's incredible. If, if he can do that, we can certainly also do that. If we can have a mindfulness practice of maybe five or ten minutes meditation in the mornings where we can sort of just be a little bit more stable and have a bit more agency over our mind and the thoughts and recognize and just have a bit of meditation just gives a bit of space where we can recognize oh this thought is a negative one this and it's not actually serving my serving me right now It's not serving me because I'm worrying about something that I can't control in this now moment. I'm worried about whether I'm going to be able to pay the bills next month. And it's like, okay, well, that's a really important thing to um, pay attention to. But if our tendency is to consistently, frequently allow our thoughts to go into the future and believe that maybe we're not going to be able to pay our bills then our body is going to those thoughts are frequencies and our body responds because it doesn't know the difference between the thoughts as a story and real life so our body is responding as if it's real life and then our body holds that vibration so we've allowed our mind to go into autopilot where it's maybe normal for us and we've gotten used to worrying about money or worrying about an outcome around something. By worrying about it, our body's responding with anxiety and then it's actually taking us out of the present moment. So if we really do actually need to take action around 
something that might happen in the future to prevent something from happening in the future, it's best to take action from a calm space. So it's like, okay, my mind is racing because I've got bills to pay next month. And I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. But mindfulness allows us to notice that I'm worried about that. And I'm thinking about that. Our body and our breath, we check in with our breath. And if it's short and fast, we can just take a couple of breaths to calm our nervous system down. The breath is the first place that we go to check. How am I actually feeling? Am I taking nice, long, deep breaths? Am I calm? Okay, it doesn't mean that I ignore the thoughts necessarily that I need to pay my bills next month, but it just means that we don't take action from that state of anxiety. So learning to self-soothe self is something that I've really had to do over the last three years, and I feel like I'm really getting good at it at the moment. Um, I, I Firstly, I'm getting good at recognising situations that might um, cause my nervous system to be triggered. And I'm like, I actually don't want to get in an argument with someone about um, whatever the pandemic stuff. Like, I don't want to get in an argument about that. I'm not, I'm going to go into my DMs like I just did now because I check my my, um, direct messages that people send me. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ignore the ones that are like and not get emotionally hooked into the ones that are aggressive. Not that there's many aggressive ones these days. Um, and then I'm going to maybe go and find this this one from, from Jacob that's literally completely inspired me to um, receive this reflection from Jacob about my content having a positive impact on him. And it's like, ah, okay, cool. Because that's one of the things that I'm trying to do in my life is make sure or at least try my best to make sure that my content is having a positive impact on those who are listening to it. And I feel like I'm just at the beginning of this. Well, I, I say that, but like before I wanted my videos always to have a positive impact. I didn't want my videos to, for years now, I'm like, okay, I just don't want it to be a waste of people's time. If people are going to watch my videos, I want them to get something from it. And whether that's inspiration for travel, photography, some kind of editing tutorial, or just having a good laugh as I film the shenanigans of my day. And now it's like, okay, it's certainly, um, I, I want to make fun videos of my day and some vlogs and things like that, but I'm feeling really called to serve people like Jacob, people like you who are watching or listening to this podcast and and serve you in some kind of way and maybe what I feel like it is sort of what's happening in the world right now is there is a lot of anxiety there's a lot of mental health challenges coming through and people are looking for ways to soothe themselves so they can just make it through and so when like our our sort of socially acceptable go-tos for self-soothing is like well any 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 number of our addictions around um cell phones number one most socially acceptable um addiction to zone out and detach ourselves from our reality from our felt experience to detach ourselves away from the body and what's actually happening 
we can go in and just like scroll uh, or watch some Netflix or play video games or do anything to escape reality because it feels overwhelming. It feels like it's too much. Now, what I'm saying is um, I feel you and I still want to get high in the evenings and smoke a joint. I still want to, I mean, I actually have started watching Netflix again recently. Um, and already I'm recognizing like when it just wants to play the next episode in the series, I'm like, oh yeah, I just want to sit and watch this. It's so easy. There are so, so many socially acceptable smoking, drinking, eating, um, talking shit about other people. <laughs> like there's so many things. But what I really want to communicate is my experience around self, learning to self-soothe and how it's just been a complete game changer for me. And so I want more people like Jacob to feel a sense of calm and maybe um, a broader perspective of things um, just by listening to this podcast. That's that's kind of my goal. And yeah, the previous slide on my stories, I put I posted saying, I feel most free when I have a calm nervous system. And when I have a calm nervous system, I can be fully present. So we're finding that freedom. I'm finding that sense of freedom right here, right now, with my calm nervous system, with presence. And the freedom is almost like, the sense of freedom is that I have choice. When I'm really right here, really, really present, I have more choices. Um, and I can be also present with any kind of guidance, or I can have a a non-triggering sort of ponder and allow my mind to maybe dive into my imagination and at the same time feel into my body, like, what do I need to do right now? What is it that needs to be done? And if I'm reaching for something that's like um, Instagram where I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, or if I'm thinking about... Um, how I can escape what's what's happening right now. That's usually an invitation to come back into this present moment and I come back into calmness through just a few deep breaths. I really love sighing. It might sound a bit strange to anybody who's not used to sighing. But think about when you automatically sigh or when someone else automatically sighs. Maybe someone's getting a bit frantic and then, I, and then they sit down and they take a sip of their cup of tea and then they go... <sighs> and the whole room, the energy in the whole room changes because whoever's being frantic or anxious has had a big sigh. It's just a shift of energy. It's allowing the body to just go, oh, I'm relaxed. Okay, relax back into the present moment. And we can do this on purpose. We, I do this every day. Um, <laughs> you know, when like something intense is happening and you're with one of your friends and then it stops happening and you look at each other and go, <sighs> same thing, same thing. It's just a release of energy to allow the body to kind of come back into a, a, more of a relaxed space. 
and shift from the sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is keeping us calm. So nose breathing. It's a really good way to do this. Just five seconds in, hold for five seconds, out for five seconds, hold at the bottom for five seconds. That's called box breathing. It's a really beautiful way of calming your body. Just try it now whilst you're listening to this. Why not? Just in through the nose and then hold. And when we're learning to control our breathing, we're activating our diaphragm. Uh, we're coming back, obviously, to this this now present moment. It brings us back. So the breath is is our connection to life. It's the most rapid, you might say, life death or death rebirth cycle. Take a breath in. It's life. Death. Rebirth. Death. It's we're, we're in the life-death cycle with our breath all the time. And it's a real reflection of um, our state of being. You can really tell a lot about someone's someone's um, state of being by their breath you know we can tell someone's a bit, a bit frantic and it's not to judge people who are frantic or judge when we are frantic i get frantic get a little bit lost in my thoughts and worried about things and anxious and i really i realize I, i'm kind of breathing quite shallow and so i'll let all the air out when I notice this and it's about noticing it right and we notice things when we're present to what's going on just take a couple of nice big deep nose breaths <sighs> and just let a nice big sigh out it's so powerful and it brings us right back to right now where we are free where we are free even if we're in prison <laughs> Even if we're at work, even if we're in the midst of a task that we'd really rather not be doing, we can find freedom from that sort of um, resistance to the present moment. And when we find that freedom in that present moment, we're also finding acceptance of everything that's going on around us. We don't want to judge anything. It'd be nice if that wasn't like this or that, but I'm accepting it. I'm here for it. Especially the things that we can't control, out, control outside of us. And after a while, I'm finding now, like, oh, I'm, I much, much prefer to be calm. Much prefer. I can be present with people when I meet them, when I see them, when I'm talking to them. I can hold eye contact with people without feeling anxious about it. And if I do feel any anxiety about it, because maybe I'm talking to someone who's, I don't know, feeling a bit anxious, and then I'm starting to feel into their feelings, because I can be quite empathic like that. 
I use my breath to set my energetic boundaries as well. So if someone's explaining something to me that happened to them and I'm willing to listen to them and I find my own body reacting to it, I can come back to my breath and breathe myself back into the present moment so I can maintain eye contact and maintain presence and maintain holding that space for them energetically. It really is a superpower. Because as the world is seemingly burning down to the ground around us, from some perspectives, from others, not so much. But if that's how we're perceiving the world, to come back to breath is to accept that even as that happens, I'm free. I'm a free being. It's, I'm not going to get caught in the illusion of not being free doesn't even matter really what's happening to my to me in my human experience because the freedom comes from my mind it comes from my perception of things now does that mean we just let everybody like walk all over us and remove even more of our freedoms no certainly not we actually have quite an intimate relationship with freedom now and we understand how important it is and we also want to be standing up for and standing for things that we believe in and how do we know what we believe in well we can discover that again by getting really present and we can discover what the invitation is to if there's an invitation to take action it will come from guidance some 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 kind of guidance from within but we can only listen to that when we're deeply present with it and we find stillness and calmness in that nervous system. Of course, at the other end of the spectrum, if there's a fucking lion chasing you and you really have something to be scared of and it's not just your thoughts and your imagination, then the nervous system kicks into gear and does its job perfectly. I'm not saying we need to breathe our way through emergency situations, although emergency situations often call for informed decisiveness to make informed decisions so yeah I hope that this is helping you to feel some kind of calm there's all sorts of things happening in the world that are trying to hook us into the fear matrix and by the matrix I mean like uh, mind programming so it's like we can be in agreement collectively that this thing is scary and so whenever we hear information about that thing or we're in conversation about that thing or we experience that thing in any way we immediately link it back to the group think that we have collectively decided through our consciousness our collective consciousness that this is scary and our body then reacts in the way that it's been programmed to if we're in a village and the whole and we step out of our house and the whole village is running around frantically screaming because there's some kind of saber-toothed tiger attack, then we're right to be connected to everybody else and feel into that energy and respond in the same way. Okay, we need to go into fight or flight mode and fight the saber-toothed tigers. But when 
there's been a bit of hypnosis and a bit of mind programming and maybe we're um you know how many people were scared of uh, you know what's coming up for me right now um obviously i'm speaking to my my belief around this whole pandemic situation is that um it's really nowhere near as deadly as they are making out and it's very clear and becoming more and more clear to more and more people how much fear propaganda and what the frequencies are that are coming through these screens and through the information that we receive just to jack us up on fear over and over and over so like the collective fear is that this thing might kill me but the data is showing something quite different yet we're still yet we won't we'll deny the data we'll deny the latest research and we'll just because we want to go with the group think the other part of this and the other aspect of this is that we are social creatures like i was saying before we need validation from each other we need to experience ourselves through other people in certain ways in social situations in community in relationship with each other in friendships and so there's an element of a survival i need to be liked by the group in order to survive otherwise i'll be cast out of the group and i can't survive on my own because we're social creatures so now the group has been highly programmed and highly indoctrinated and highly hypnotized into believing that this thing is super super scary but actually it's not and i'm over here and uh, millions of us hundreds of millions of us are over here going i i don't know if that's as scary as you guys ma- are making out i mean do i really need to be like sanitizing my hands wearing three masks booster shots and staying out of certain public areas and not hugging my friends and family and reducing the like all of these things i'm like do we really need to be doing all of that because all of that stuff makes sense if we're looking at something that's deadly but when it comes down to it like it's only deadly for a very very small number of people it seems just like the flu or driving a motor vehicle <laughs> or any number of things that can kill us like life is kind of dangerous and the one guarantee is that it's going to end but when the majority of people are freaking out because they think they might die or they might be involved with killing someone else if they don't do as they're told that level of fear is just so destructive on so many levels to our physical immunity our physical health more stress i i read something that said that not only are they making money off the uh, vaccines which is fine we like obviously got to make money to make this economy work i'm not against making money especially from helping people with modern medicine but they've also increased by like 70 plus percent their profits of their other pharmaceutical drugs that help with like blood pressure and other stress related diseases so the whole thing is a stress mechanism it's a stress creating machine and the more stressed we are the sicker we are and the sicker we are the more drugs we need to survive 
with according to their programming. Let us not throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not against modern medicine. I'm just saying how I see things. So our freedoms are being taken away as in like, you can't go here if you don't wear a mask. You, you can't socialize anymore because of this with lockdown. You're not allowed to travel across here. You can't go and see your family. Um, uh, but you can do all of this as long as you do what we say and take this medicine. And it's not on me to tell you what to do. I'm just pointing this out. The different sort of types of freedoms that were being taken away. So there's like physical freedoms that are being taken away constitutional rights and freedom of speech, the freedom to express ourselves with censorship that's happening. And it seems like it's kind of just chipping away slowly a little bit. And this is um, this can be quite frightening, but we need to maintain that calm nervous system. Our perception is our choice. Our perception of how what's happening to us and what's going on around us. That's the key to the freedom. In that, through our minds, through a strong mind and a strong will and a strong sense of self, we can still stay calm and not freak out. So how to best go about doing this? I find, and I have been discovering, that the better I structure my morning routine, the better my day goes. So... One thing that's a game changer for me at the moment is I'm not really setting an alarm at the moment. I'm just kind of waking up when I wake up and allowing myself to sleep. But when I do wake up, I'll get up. That's kind of the number one rule. And that's the first biggest win that I can do in the day. I get up, I try and make my bed, because then that's two wins within 30 seconds. Next thing, put the kettle on and I make myself a hot, lemon water this is a ritual now this is like a ritual and no I don't do it every day at the moment but I am very aware that the days I don't do it I wish I had and the days I do do it I'm so happy with myself and to be happy with ourselves also brings us calm you know to to trust that you know I can take care of myself I'm not dependent on anybody else I can take care of myself, I can cook for myself. And all of these things, as I commit to them and build routine and ritual around them, they also calm my nervous system. I'm like, you know what, I got this. I can do life, I can take care of myself, I can do my work. Meditation first thing in the morning, game changer. And I like to start my meditation with some breath work where I'm just taking deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Just like do 10 or 20 of those. Just literally, I just sit um, either cross-legged on a pillow or with my back straight. Posture is really, really important. Keeping that back straight, head over shoulders and... Yeah, just I kind of I let myself sort of slump down forwards when I breathe out. And then when I breathe in, I'm sort of lifting my head up and sort of raising my chest up. So I'm just going. (sighs) 
and that shit gets me activated. It activates my energy, gets my oxygen moving, pumping through my body. And then I do 20 of those times two or three, all with my eyes closed. And usually after 20 of them, I hold my breath at the top and I suspend my breath for for as long as I feel comfortable. And then when it starts to get uncomfortable, I'll sit there and I'll say to myself, in my mind, I am full of oxygen. I do not need to breathe. I am safe. I can hold my breath. I'm going to breathe out in a moment, but not quite yet. And then my and then I push it a little bit further. And then as I'm breathing out, I don't just breathe out quickly. I let the air out like it's going out of a straw. Like I try and spend as long as possible breathing the air out because I know that that breath hold can be extended. When I've held my breath, I've filled my lungs with carbon dioxide. Everything's all transferred over. All the oxygen has been taken out of the, the lungs and it's been replaced with carbon dioxide. Now I'm wanting to uh, breathe out because of the buildup of carbon dioxide, not because of the lack of oxygen. And so I just go and slowly, slowly let the air out. And my whole body seems to physically relax as I do this. And yeah, and then I go into another round of it. Um, And that really, I find that really helps. And just before a meditation, I'll sit and do that. And I'll sip on my warm lemon water, which alkalizes my body. It's the first thing that goes into my stomach. Not coffee, (laughs) not snacks, but breath, water, a little bit of lemon. And already I'm like, who am I? This is amazing. I'm having the best morning ever. I feel great. Um, I've had like a bit of a spiritual connection with my meditation I've connected with my breath consciously and then you can set the intention maybe we want to do a bit of journaling write down some dreams um stretching on the mat just getting on a yoga mat um or doing a bit of exercise as well beautiful really activates just to get the body online physical mental emotional That mindfulness for me has been a game changer because when challenging situations arise in my everyday life, which they're going to, it's become autopilot for me to come back to my breath now and I can control my emotions or rather I can choose to not react to things emotionally, which is just the best. It's it means that I'm taking this freedom, this sense of freedom that I get when I'm it deep in nature, when I'm meditating or doing a plants, um, plant medicine ceremony or um, singing and, or in a flow state. Those, all of these divine experiences of being incredibly present in the now moment, I'm taking that sense of deep freedom and I'm sort of bringing it into my everyday experiences. It's like, oh, I can remain calm, not just on the meditation pillow, but also throughout my work day. Obviously, we're not perfect, so we're going to experience <laughs> reactions. And But it's, again, just another invitation to notice. Oh, that's interesting. Not judge ourselves for reacting badly or responding with fear or anger. 
but just to notice and have have compassion for ourselves on this journey of remembering that we can choose to be free in any moment just by using our mind and our breath. So I'm going to end this here and just say thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, more of these podcasts. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, if, if you're also enjoying it, please leave a little review or even better yet, share this on Instagram, on an Instagram story, tag me and just put a little review, I suppose, so I can see what you think of the podcast and then I can repost it on my story um, and also share this with someone who you think could really do with a bit of calming influence maybe in their life and just know that I fucking love you and that you are loved and that you are worthy of love you are an incredible miracle of life you are an eternal being of light and consciousness light is consciousness but you are eternal being you're having a human experience as much as all of this really matters it really doesn't matter either 50 50 so find joy when you can feel that joy allow it to consume you express your emotions from your most authentic place the right people will stay be honest with yourself be honest with others walk with peace in your heart for everybody and with reverence for everything this whole life is an incredible miracle journey it uh, it will come to an end at some point inevitably so the more time we can spend actually here having the experience of it the better right that's the end of the podcast thank you so much for tuning in i just want to remind you to go to benjam.uk and go to the bottom of the page and just pop your email in there if you want to join our newsletter and i will send you very occasionally things that i only wholeheartedly believe that you will enjoy links to other podcasts that i'm being a guest on links to videos cool stuff i might even start writing some words i don't know and that's it i'll check you guys in the next podcast Thank you.